So, fun fact about Jack, she has a hard time getting drunky pants. This weekend at Oshiega, she's like so hydrated all the time that she's like, oh, I just like don't feel anything. And I'm like, wow, I really wish I had that problem. That, I just, I'm too hydrated. Like you're so, I'm like, stop drinking so much water. Wait, should we be talking about drinking water? Yeah, hydration is key. I think we have something else we want to talk about today. Oh, a very exciting, exciting reveal but today. But I think first... Let's just roll the intro. Well, welcome back to Potty Talk, the, the podcast, podcast where we shit talk, talk ourselves. I'm Jack. And I'm Tor. And we have a lot to dive into this episode. We just came back from Oshiega, the festival, and whew, it was a weekend. I mean, I hit three festivals in a span of like three days. You definitely It was win. too much. But beyond that, we have a lot of excitement for this episode because... We have our first sponsor for the podcast. I'm so pumped about this one because I just love this product so much. And uh, I think we manifested this. We did. I feel super excited about partnering with this brand. And it's just everything we stand for as people. So I yeah. feel like it's such a nice combination to be able to bring it to the Potty Talk family. And if you go back to the first episode of uh, season two, aka two episodes ago, I think we manifested it because I remember I said in the podcast, if someone can find the clip, Roll it back because I go, we just need a good beverage sponsor. And that is what we have today. Tori, take it away. Well, this episode is brought to you by Roar Organic Canada. Roar Organic is the next generation of premium electrolyte beverages for millennial hustlers like you. Whether you're climbing the corporate ladder or looking to tear it down, hitting the gym or hitting the pavement, Roar Organic has the ingredients for success. It's got organic electrolytes for faster hydration, antioxidants to protect against free radicals, and B vitamins to help you be a go-go. Getter. I actually drink these all the time. I'm so obsessed with them. Sometimes I'll grab one after a workout to replenish my electrolytes or even just to go along with my lunch. Since they're so low in sugar with no preservatives or artificial flavors, it's the perfect alternative to water or any other sugary packed drinks. Now, since we want our Potty Talk listeners to try this beverage out, we're hosting a giveaway over on our Instagram, and one lucky winner will receive a case of Roar. So to enter, go to Potty Talk Podcast on our IG channel, and go to the most recent post, or the post with the caption, Episode 13 Giveaway, and all the details on how to enter for a chance to win Roar will be on the post. Good luck to everyone. I'm excited for whoever wins this. We go cannot enter. wait for you go guys enter. to try this bevy. We love it. This one actually has been my favorite lately, which is why I brought this one for us Ooh, today. Oh, did you hear that? I know. Crisp. I tried to do some ASMR in the microphone. Mm. This one is Georgia Peach, and it is so delicious. And I cannot believe how low in sugar it is. Wow. And just all the good things. So super excited about this. And we are going to be sipping on Roar every episode this season. So can't wait. Get excited for the other uh, the other flavors. So let's dive into what has been happening over the last mm. week. Mm. Because, well, last week we chatted about my Vegas adventure. Now this weekend we had another extravaganza of a weekend. Yeah, I think we kind of... Um, knew that this week was gonna or this past month was gonna be a little chaotic there's just been so many things back to back i think both you and i every week we have been on a plane yeah the past month and a half i was texting one of my good friends over the weekend and she was saying oh how's it going i know you've been super busy and i said yeah august is always my burnout month mm. always i don't know why it, it's so weird because you'd think september or you know heading back into the routine of things yeah. would be busier but something about august it's, yeah. it gets me going it's and it's the combo me. of the party slash the work that really starts to to wear you down mm -hmm. you know 
No, I agree. And we actually experienced the worst day of our entire 2019 year oh. on, what day was that? That was Thursday. Thursday. Just the worst, like let's, everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. Let's paint the picture. So it is Thursday. It is the day before Oshiega. We are all doing a road trip up to Montreal. We thought we were going to be a little budget friendly. We're like, there's no point to spend a million dollars on flights. It's a 45 minute, like hour long flight from Toronto to Montreal. So we're like, there's a group of us going, let's do a road trip. That sounds, that sounds good in theory, right? It sounded reasonable, but honestly, even a month ago, I thought, wow, this is truly the worst yeah. idea. <laughs> I should have trusted my instincts. Mm. Also, I was the one responsible for driving, which I didn't care about. I actually love driving, but I've never done just a six-hour straight drive. Yeah. And that was a little bit of a hustle for me. Well, I think the first problem, one of our passengers in the seat had Burger King. Mm. And that disrespected them. <laughs> so we had to make a few a few frequent a bathroom, few bathroom stops <laughs> for the burger. Probably the burger worst King. possible thing to eat while on a long car ride is something that will potentially give you gut rot. So that was mistake number one. <laughs> um, I mean, I have to say, compared to the road trip back, the road trip down yeah, was Yeah, the, the drive there was not the problem. It was actually the second we arrived in Montreal that the problems began. Well, it was just really odd because we were um, staying at an Airbnb, which was, you know, this beautiful loft in old Montreal. But the first problem that presented itself was parking the car. We didn't really take into account, sure, we would be saving money on flights and not spending whatever, 200 bucks a person on a flight, but we had to obviously all pitch in for gas and then pay for parking. And parking is not cheap in Montreal. Well, on the it's streets. not even the parking that it's not even the price of parking that threw us off. We drove into this green pea, and all of a sudden we look, and the back window of cars were like smashed in glass everywhere. Kind of like two sketchy guys like sitting nearby waiting for cars to be like. It was just all so weird. So we all thought, the reviews also on the parking lot because we were like pulling things up on Google. It was like, yeah, my car got broken into. But like, and then we saw it also in real life. Yeah, so we're just like, hey, very so this is strange. Frequent thing that happens in this parking lot. So we're like, KK, gotta go. So then we go to another parking lot. The parking meter wasn't working. I'm like, okay, that's sketchy. We don't want to leave our car without a paid parking. Then we go to another parking lot and glass another glass smashed in. in. And this person had their passport stolen. I mean, okay, that's a you problem for leaving <laughs> Yeah, don't leave your, your passports stuff. in your vehicle first off. Right. Or I, visibly accessible. Like, right. double, double problem. All of that very strange. However, still super weird that another car had been broken into. So I'm texting my friend who's a Montreal local saying, yo, is this a common thing in Montreal? Should I be, you know, leaving my car at a hotel? or doing like a valet service because I feel so sketched out. And she's responding, oh no, I've never heard of such a thing. Like it as did, if I'm crazy that I'm like made up this yeah, story. Yeah, it did seem like something was in the air just that night. Even some like, there were some groups of people that were like walking by, like we were getting weird vibes all around. No, totally. And then on top of that, so we needed to park a car obviously and then go like log all of our luggage to the Airbnb, which is down the street. And one problem that I didn't really realize would present itself is that we were in old Montreal and there's cobblestone everywhere. So we're like lugging these big like suitcases and duffel bags and we're totally. like clinking over like the cobblestone sidewalks. And um, we get to the Airbnb, and then problem number two presents itself. What was it again? The we key were... did not work. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it was so weird because he said, oh, yeah, go to the mailbox. And I, I, I that... arrive, and I'm like, there's no mailbox. So then I thought we were being literally gypped out of our Airbnb, yeah. I thought. I thought, though, he also said, like, enter in the keypad code or whatever. Well, there was a that code to use, which working. didn't work. There was a mailbox that apparently existed that did not exist. Yeah. So sketchy. Finally, this store clerk next door to where our Airbnb was kind of helped us out and, like, moved the door around, and we were yeah. able to find this secret mailbox. 
But then we go in, oh, and then this is when Adam just started, my boyfriend hates the mm. smell of cigarettes, and it had that sort of like lived-in smell of cigarettes, which is truly one of my least favorite well, smells. Well, we also made a point to book a non-smoking Airbnb. That's what, this is what scares me about these like rental things. It's like, mm. can't you just so easily lie, which clearly they did. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I mean, obviously it's you're going off, off people's of reviews. reviews yeah. It's but a community kind of driven but thing. But still, yeah, it does, it does give me a little bit of anxiety. Yeah, so we get into this place, and so, yeah, Adam was thrown off by the smell, and this place looks stunning, and that's why we booked it. It was, like, this gorgeous big loft and, like, room for lots of our friends to come over, and we thought it would be, like, the perfect entertaining spot for the festival weekend. And then we quickly realized that everything in the loft was, like, almost a facade. Like, nothing actually worked. Everything was just, like, placed so it looked nice. Yeah. Um, for example, I go to the towel, like, the towel rack you know, in the bathroom to go dry my hands. I go to like literally touch the towel. Like it was on a towel ring that was like on the wall. And I touch the towel and the whole ring and mount comes out of the drywall with part of the wall on it. Like it comes out in this big patch and falls onto the ground. Drywall dust is everywhere. And I'm like, oh my God, I just broke this Airbnb within two seconds of being in it. It was really odd though. It was almost like it was a puzzle piece that like, <sighs> Like, I didn't feel it rip, like, the paint and the wall and the drywall. It just, like, pulled out of, like, the spot. It just released itself. Which makes me believe that this happened to the, the guest prior, and they just kind of placed no, it back. No, totally. Like, we were saying it was yeah. almost like a playhouse. Like, nothing actually worked. Yeah. I went to go do the dishes, and I put the, I opened the dishwasher, and the thing just, like, literally, like, came tumbling down. It broke, yeah. Yeah, and I'm thinking, okay, what? Like, the, and it looks pretty from the outside, but then you go and you it touch smells anything. like cigarettes. You touch anything and it breaks. Like, yeah. what is that? And then the stove, like it was like a glass top stove. Oh, yeah. Literally someone like touches the corner of it and it just falls, falls in. through. <laughs> like we're talking a giant rectangular glass plate falls down to the ground. Thank God it didn't shatter. That would have been a disaster. No. So we ended up just kind of like placing it back in place. But like everything was so finicky. It was almost like hilarious. Each moment we would discover. A and like new. Things like even the stools. So they had like eight giant stools on this island. And the stools though were like too high to sit on because they just <laughs> made it under the island lip. So you couldn't actually fit a body in it. So None it like of it made looked sense. looked nice, but you couldn't actually sit on the stools. Yeah. It was like so many. So unfunctional. Yeah. By the like, TV didn't work. Oh yeah, the, the Wi-Fi wasn't working. Oh my God, I, the Wi-Fi didn't work for like three days. So did I tell you why I went over this? My data. So get this. It's like August 3rd when we're there. And August 1st, my phone plan always resets. I yeah. have like about five gigs of data each month, which I always I always hover to go over. I was going to say, five is not a lot, to be honest. Okay, don't shame me. You have like Sorry. 25. Like, that's crazy. I don't even know how you have that on your phone. Because I'm on a family plan. Get so you with just it. steal your family, the rest of your <laughs> No one else sibling. in my family uses it as much as I do, so I get away with it. That's too funny. But, um, yeah, and we had some work we had to do the first day, and... This is so strange. This Wi-Fi appears to be connected, but it actually is just using your data and like you're not on Wi-Fi, even though it looks like you see the little Wi-Fi bars. And we had so much work we had to do. So I was like, we transferring documents and uploading videos and doing like all this stuff. Obviously ate away all my data. The next day I wake up, you have reached 95% of your data usage. I go, it just reset three days ago. Like what? So that was annoying. And like all yeah. this is like, by boom, like boom, boom. by two in the morning, we were just all sitting there like laugh crying because things had just gone so terribly wrong that day. And then I had literally insomnia that night and I yeah. didn't sleep and I woke up wanting to die. Okay, that's dramatic. No, but, but I, I woke up feeling like, 
horrible. And then yeah. I knew that was the first day of the festival, and I was like, oh, Jesus. We also, though, knew since that day had gone so wrong that anything would be better than that. We were hoping. I also think, though, too, when you have, like, a few bad things happen, you're in that mindset of this is the worst day ever, so then everything else just seems it's like such triggered. a triggered. Remember like, we walked to dinner, and the cops screamed at me? Like, everything oh, that yeah. his energy well, like, was... Like, of course, the cops yelling at us. Yeah, like, <laughs> we're like, everybody's yeah. mad at us. And I, oh, I was just standing on the phone, and he just chose me as a target to yell at. I'm thinking, why? Why am I... That was really odd. We were literally standing, waiting for the light to change, and she's talking on the phone. He goes, ma'am, you're going to cross the street on the phone. You're going to get hit. Like and I something. wasn't even I wasn't even moving. Yeah. I was literally standing still on the phone. I'm like, sir, it's not a crime to be on the phone. No, I'm you so look back, and we were both kind of like taken aback. Cause I, I, mean, I didn't even say anything. I didn't even know what to say. I remember I said, I'm like, oh, so I said sorry, which I don't know why I said sorry. We weren't doing anything wrong. He goes, sorry. you don't need to say sorry. You're just going to get hit. So you're the one that'll be sorry. Like, I'm like, what? I, I did say, like, it made no sense. It was it was weird. Do you ever think that's just such a power trip? Like people. I don't that? think majority of people have that intention, but I'm sure that's the case with some people. I mean, that was wild. He just wanted I to did yell at nothing. Us. He truly I just think wanted it, to yell yeah, at us. It was. It was also. I think the fact like you were like. I don't want to say like feeding into that stereotype, but like you were on the phone, you were like super done up, and I think he just wanted to be like, oh my god, this dumb girl who like doesn't know what's going on and is talking out of like you know. Yeah, I kind of like, that's hate what it that. felt like, and I was like. Sir, Which makes me hate it even totally. more because you don't know me. Totally. Don't, don't, you don't, don't know me. Don't, don't know my story. Don't know my story and don't speak to me. Thanks. Uh, anyways, beyond that, Montreal was incredible. It was dusty. I did not expect the dust this year. Oh, I thought, you, I thought you were saying that as like a positive thing as a new. Uh, it was dusty. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait. Wait, did that... we start that as a thing? Yo, it was dusty. <laughs> 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 like as if it was sick, but Yo, dusty, dusty fest, dusty so festival. Good. No, it was really good though, actually. Well, one thing better I than last year. Better sure. than last year. I think the the only years that I've been is when the park has been under construction, so the festival layer, layout was super um, different. Yeah, it made no sense. It looked like a fire hazard waiting to happen. This year it was so much more um, planned out, thought out. It was like finally finished, being renovated, and well, no, it went back to its original, original. settings. Yeah. yeah, and it was like that. I guess the first two years I went and. It, it, yeah, like you were explaining, it's much more feels like a hamburger as opposed to a hot, hot dog. dog. Like it was long and skinny for the last two years yeah. at this sort of strange layout of all the stages. And this time it was very spread out yeah. and nice and circular and great. It actually worked out great. I mean, despite ruining my first pair of shoes, I had a big pair of white sneakers on day one and then it was so dusty they got destroyed. But we had a backup pair of sneakers because on the first day that we arrived in Montreal, we went to this Converse event and they were celebrating the new launch of these um, epic new red Converse. Wow, this sounds like another ad. This one isn't, I swear. Um, and they had a artist there doing like custom doodles or designs on the Converse and they're like, ladies, what do you so want So we did shoes? it. Potty so, talk, we got potty oh, talk. This is written, we're this showing flexible. our camera, but for our podcast listeners, you're just gonna think, <laughs> just why, are they grunting? why are they grunting? But yeah, we got potty talk on the side of our Converse, yeah. which is pretty cool. So now we're gonna be rock, it's just really free promo. Whenever we go anywhere, we'd be like, oh, what's it on your shoes? Oh, potty talk, podcast, it's my favorite podcast. But then you got Jack on the back of yours and she wrote it sideways yeah. and it doesn't really look that good. Okay, Sorry. hey, Sorry. bully me. Sorry. At least you, can, you don't even, my, you don't even I, have a comeback. No rebuttal, no rebuttal there. So folks. who is your favorite artist this weekend? Um, I'd been saying this all weekend, Len and Stella. I went there mm. going into the festival being like, I can't wait to see Len and Stella. And then you saw her. And then we saw her. Twice. Yeah, well, 
Yeah, I had interviewed her. Before. I actually interviewed her in this in this exact room that we are. Wow. Um, I've just been like the longest, like longtime fan of Lennon, and when she came out with her EP, I was like, her music is exactly what I wanted out of life. Hmm. Um, interviewed her. Probably one of my favorite interviews I've ever I've ever done. I just like truly like love her as an artist and um, as a human, apparently. And um, I feel like festivals are very much so her vibe. Like she's so like yeah. chill, and so I, I was excited that. to see like what set she brought to uh, Oceaga. And then yeah, we were walking backstage. Um, at uh, what, what on the Saturday? Oh, we, on the yeah, we were walking. There's like this weird like VIP like secret back entrance to like basically miss all the lines, which we took advantage of every day. And uh, she ha I was I noticed this like flamingo golf cart driving by, and I was just like, wow, that is a cool golf cart. And then she was just sitting on the back. So I was like, oh my god, Lennon, hey. She's like, hey girl. And then like continued to drive away. I was like, oh, that was that was random. Yeah. Um. But then yeah, and then the next day, super random again. It's like the universe was just bringing us together. Yeah. So you had left at this point, which yeah. we'll dive into your your other adventures in a second. Yeah. And everyone actually all week that was like coming up to you was like, oh my god, you actually look so much like Lennon Stella, which is something that. I mean, I never really thought about, but now that Lennon's hair is blonde again, like, I could totally yeah, see I the resemblance. Yeah, Maybe, like, but, similar like, what, face shape. five people probably said that to you? Yeah, a lot of my boyfriend's friends that I ran into, I guess, had seen her on stage earlier yeah. that day. And they, and weirdly, without even seeing me, were saying, oh, my God, we were talking about you because yeah. we were saying, oh, my gosh, you look so much like Lennon. So it was so funny. So Tori left on the Sunday, so I didn't have my tour tour, so I was there all alone. Actually, I wasn't all alone, but um, without tour. And then, randomly, we're going to see Tame Impala, and... Literally, like the person next to me, I turned. It was Lennon and her sister. So I was like, Lennon, hello, nice to see you again. Wait, Maisie um, was there? Maisie was there but too. But she didn't come out as, to sing. How, yeah, I think like. How crazy. Yeah, I think she brings out her sister sometimes, but it's also like, I mean, I don't think they want to like overstep. Like they like have their own. I don't know. I don't okay. know. Okay. But um, yeah, they're like such a cute little like duo. I love when they sing together. But yeah, and then she was there, and then we were watching Tame Impala all night, and I was texting you. I was like, your replacement is yeah. here. And yeah, it's my doppelganger. You have been replaced. My doppelganger. But, uh, yeah, no, she's super sweet. Love, Lennon. Um, yes. Okay, anyways, enough about me ranting about my love for Lennon Stella. No, that's okay. Um, why were you, why did you leave a day early? Why did you go to so many festivals? Oh, Can yeah. you walk everyone through your crazy, hectic schedule? Because this is actually insane. Yeah, I went to, well, we left, drove up to Oshiga on the Thursday. I stayed at the festival Friday, Saturday, woke up at like six in the morning on Sunday, took the first flight out to Toronto. That's when I had a mental breakdown, but then I took a nap. Why did you have a mental breakdown? I think I was just exhausted. Yeah. Like the life catches up to you. Yeah. You know? And then I, Went to Veld, which is like the EDM concert of mm -hmm. Toronto. Cardi B was there. Yeah, I didn't see Cardi though. I only oh. saw Cardi the following night at OVO, but I saw Kygo uh. and Kygo was actually so good. I've realized in recent times I secretly love like tech, like EDM. Really? Yeah, like I really like it, but I like it when it's lyrics, mm. if that makes sense. Versus I don't like just that beat, yeah. but I really like strong lyrics like kind of a selena mm. gomez kygo situation okay um so that was really great and it was that sunset it was really nice and i had to go for work but honestly the work part took care of itself which was great and then um the following day i went to ovo which was i mean i don't know how i feel about ovo i i'm really glad i went i love drake i've been a long time fan yeah. of drake i obviously love that he's put toronto on the map i totally. think that's huge um at the same time i do think his ticket prices are a little bit insane. Yeah, wasn't it like? Well, for what it is, two thousand dollars for like lawn. I'm it's like, just I don't know if that's the the value of that ticket. I mean, I was what there is with the a most partner. What the you would pay for a concert ticket? Not just Drake, but in general. 
Uh, the most have I ever paid? Mm, would you and have mm. what have you? Maybe let's do both. Okay. I've definitely paid more than 500 for like Taylor Swift. Mm. But I, I love Taylor Swift concerts Same. and like that's totally worth it. And I think that's for two tickets. I don't think I ever paid 500 oh, really? a ticket, I don't think. Well, I'm feeling a little. Um, I guess the most I would ever pay would probably be, yeah, about five or 600. I don't, beyond that, mm. I, I just think that's a little bit crazy. Yeah, no, I feel that. I You've paid like what, over a thousand? No, not for a single ticket. I have a deep rooted love for One Direction and hopefully they come back one day. But uh no, I love Harry Styles, this is no surprise. And back in my like prime One Direction days, I probably spent the most on a single ticket was maybe like, yeah, five fifty like yeah. Canadian or US. Um, but that would have been like front row, so like it was like very worth it in my eyes. And like I look back to when I was like fifteen, and like those how were you even buying that for five hundred? They weren't five hundred. They then. would be. Get, they would get reset. Like oh, sold. resold. Like, they they would only you know sell on Ticketmaster Master for two hundred no, bucks. No, no, yeah. But like the monopoly on One Direction tickets was so crazy, and like yeah, they yeah, would yeah. just go up. And I would just you know check on StubHub all the time, and I would. Yeah, buy you a were StubHub. good about like finding the deals. But um, that's probably the only per like. One Direction slash Harry Styles is probably the most I've ever spent slash would spend. I can't think of anyone in current day that I'd be like, oh, I would spend that much money. Well, I've also made the mistake in more recent times where a lot of our like brand partners and end up getting tickets to concerts. That is the biggest privilege, and I can like not believe that that Truly is the reality. Truly, the biggest privilege because like music is such a huge part of my life and totally. always has been, and it's so nice that randomly music has become so integrated into the mm -hmm. media world, wherein you know, they think, oh wow, let's bring some influencers to come to this concert. Yeah. And that actually happened with Taylor last year because I had spent upwards of $500 on the two oh, yeah, tickets. Yeah, my birthday gift. Yeah. And then literally a week before we both get yeah. that email from the brand saying, oh, we have a box, everyone come. And I thought, That's insane. oh my gosh, we can't pass that up. So we went with the brand, but I just gave the tickets to my mom, which totally worked out. My mom and brother ever, went. Do you feel like you're ever like living a life that isn't yours? Like I, have you heard of like what imposter syndrome is before? Yeah, of course. I feel like that's me, twenty four seven. Like I just always. Really. Yeah, and like not in the sense that I'm like self deprecating. I'm like I don't deserve any of this, but like also in the same sense, yes, I feel like I don't. Interesting. Not, not like deserve it. Like it's like I do understand. Like I do work hard, and I think I do have like a good like work life balance, and and I know it's not like I it's a negative like perspective of myself. Like yeah. I do like whatever. Um, but sometimes I feel like the lifestyle I live slash the experiences I'm privileged enough to get, it feels like... Like a facade? Not a facade, but just like it shouldn't be happening to me. Like, you know? Interesting. I had that I had that when I was growing up. Like, I remember when I booked Life with Boys and I was finishing the first season yeah. before the show had actually launched. Mm. I had that exact feeling of, why did I get this amazing experience? Why did I? And I actually started to have this like fear of death because I thought there's no reason I should deserve to live this life. So maybe oh. I'll actually die before I ever get to see it through to fruition. And I was like, talk I think I actually had to see a doctor about it. Cause oh my God. Yeah, because I was like really afraid that I would die because before, yeah, before I could see good. myself find yeah. success. Um, which is like so crazy. But I guess after I kind of dealt with that and grappled with it and like went on with my life and like really worked hard for everything I got, like I've never felt it since. I really don't feel any yeah. kind of imposter syndrome. Like I feel every stepping stool or every every hour, extra hour or every extra like, you know, sacrifice I've made has led me to be where I am. Yeah. So I'm gonna accept it and I be guess like. I guess my perspective on it, it's not as like crippling as it sounded like what you were going through, but it more like more of the sense of like, 
Maybe the idea is always there. Uh, maybe it's like I guess maybe more when we do like our, when we have our moments of like reflection when we're doing our roses and thorns in yeah. real life. It's kind of like what like going back to the whole concert thing. I remember the first time. Um, I think I was interviewing someone and they're like, hey, do you want to get to the show? We can get you like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wait, what? Like just three years ago, I was like standing out in lines and like paying all this money and trying to like meet like yeah. and go to these shows. And it's like now this is part of my job and it's like just handed to you. And it's well, like, but that's why I that's think gratitude my... is so important, like mm, understanding true. that that is a part of your life, but also understanding that it can be taken away. Yeah. Like I just always see, maybe it's more of like a full circle, like weird, like realization that it's like, how did this like, I mean, I guess when you look back, you see all the steps and you do understand, okay, X, Y, Z led me to this. I think that's but important, too, like is understanding weird. what you've added to the industry and what you've done to get yourself to where you are. Mm -hmm. it, to me, it's all attached to value. Like, what value do you bring your relationships and your brands and your friends and all of that? It's, it's like an inherent value, and I think when you start to understand that if you're working hard enough and you really, really, sure. even whether it's a number value, whether that's being a woman and demanding a certain rate or demanding a certain um, amount of compensation for your time and yeah. work, it's all stemmed from the same thing. Like it's just a value add. It's like what, how do you value yourself and how do you want other people to value you? Like this is a huge thing in our industry. We know people aren't being compensated fairly for the work yeah. that they do. How do we as industry leaders make sure that the next women or the next generation say, no, I deserve that, you know, $10,000. No, I deserve that. Oh, extra. totally. For, I'm not, now it's going more into monetary stuff, but it's just, I think it's important for us as women to not feel imposter syndrome because we do deserve mm. to like stand in our light and like. Yeah, and to me, it's not necessarily like a female thing and, and, and it's not in any way when it comes to No, but I do, th what I'm saying is women suffer from imposter syndrome more. much more more often than men. Okay, yeah, no. Men sure. sit there and say, eh, I deserve to be here and that's that. And it's yeah. like we need to kind of adopt that behavior as well and say, yeah, we actually fully do yeah. deserve to be here. I guess maybe the thing where I kind of like struggle with is like the whole like not ego thing, but kind of ego thing. Okay. And it's like, but I am self aware that I know that I am not better than so and so and so and so. And yeah, maybe I was had this better opportunity where I seized it a bit like more efficiently than so and so. But yeah. like for me, it's like why I, I can never like grasp the idea of being like, oh, I deserve this more than so and so. Because I'm like, at the end of the day, I'm not saving lives. I'm not a doctor. Yeah. Like, when you scale it back, it makes me feel like, I don't know. It's just like I, yes, I work hard, but I'm not the hardest working human. Yes, I think there's value in what I do, but I'm not the most valuable person. You know? Yeah, but like that is of work, sort of not like a life. No, thing. no, totally. But I mean. From my perspective, it that does feel a little self-deprecating because what you're saying then is you're saying I'm not more valuable than someone else, but why not? Do you know what I mean? Like you're kind of you're give, you're not giving mm. yourself the benefit of the doubt. Like obviously, yeah, there's people that work harder than us, and there's people that mm -hmm. you know are grinding out there, and there's all these other things. But it's also just a matter of your industry and a matter of your perception. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't think either of us are right. I I. I think like you're and I don't both think it's right good to and be I'm on both either right. End. Exactly. Well, exactly. It's, it's like, like a marriage you can of the be, two. Yeah, Knowing like your values, being assertive about what you but want, but then also like, not being the most not being like, egotistical I'm, asshole yeah, in the room. Like, I deserve all no this. No one wants totally. to work with that, anyways. Yeah. And and that's that's a part of it too. But I do think understanding 
one's value is like very oh imperative imperative no, for sure to your success and also mental health because you have to believe that you deserve something to be able to like truly stand in your light like do you mm. think Taylor Swift sits there and goes mm, I don't deserve this like no I think she's sitting there saying yeah. I worked hard for this I'm gonna stand in you know my confidence and yeah. understand that I worked hard to be here and you know yeah. that's kind of the thing right like you need those trailblazers like in in every industry like, yeah like Meryl Streep is not sitting there saying <laughs> I ah, don't deserve I this. don't deserve this yeah you know what I mean yeah I guess it's just that line navigating it's also like I think what you're doing is comparing yourself to the industry and people around you and I think that can also be dangerous like saying oh I'm not as valuable as that person or oh I'm not as you know whatever it oh, might see, be no, I think it's the opposite it's I maybe am not comparing myself but I think of people outside of this industry and I'm like I see my friend who does these crazy night shifts and is doing all this and like yeah. barely has time to sleep and then is balancing five other things and I go well why am I so lucky to get this on a silver platter when yeah. this person is like working hard in no, a different totally. way totally it's not it's actually like the opposite but of, do you really this is what confuses me yeah. do you really feel like it was handed to you on a silver platter no but I do think there is a certain amount of privilege that you need to recognize and like no, 100% privilege and luck and yeah. all of these things that come together, 100%. And there's always a marriage of that, no matter what. In yeah. every person's successful career, a matter of luck comes into play, a matter of good good time and good place, whatever it might be. Right. Maybe it's just like, <laughs> I have too much empathy. But like, no, I think I get in very like, I like, mm, I don't know if empathy is the right word, but it's like, I feel like I have so no, much. No, yeah, that makes sense. You're being empathetic to other people's situations. Yeah, that I think, like, I feel like I've got it. Sometimes, maybe it's what you're saying. I feel like things are going too good right now that I'm like, I need It to can't be that good. Yes, it's like Life not, can't be not that good. fair. But then I think on the flip side, it's like what we talk about all the time. I think if you have that perspective on life and you are grateful for all these things and if you have a positive outlook, you see life in more of a positive well, way. Exactly. Whereas if you're in a negative headspace. I mean, let's be honest, else, like shitty things happened to us both personally and professionally all weekend and we're still here sitting saying true, we're so grateful true. for our life. I think we're just ones to very quickly go to the positive of things, mm. but that doesn't mean bad things aren't happening to true. us. Do you no, know what I mean? Right, like, right. So it's also letting ourselves, like letting our guards down and be like, no, bad things do happen to us. We're just very yeah. quick to lean towards the positive and be like, we want that positive life so badly that mm. we're willing to kind of block ourselves from that negative right. energy and be like, okay. I was just going to say, maybe it's that I don't acknowledge the bad in my life enough. Right. I let it go. You let it go and you accept and I, the good. And if anything, that's just super healthy. So Sure, sure. So we're doing okay. So I think yeah. it's fine. At the end of it, I this think it's fine. This is something I do. I feel like I struggle with this a lot. Like, we've chatted about this off camera tons of times before, but like, this just weird, daunting idea of like, why me? And yeah, like, that's I love so it. It's so funny that you feel like, that way. I, yeah. I do find that interesting. Maybe, maybe. But I, I definitely felt it y younger. Like, yeah. I remember being, like, I was talking about my, my death experience. Like, yeah. feeling like, you know, why did I deserve to be in that position over someone else? Basically exactly what you're saying. Yeah. And why do I deserve to see myself find success if other people are not finding that success? Mm. And I think that's really hard because it forces you to kind of remove yourself from, you know, your circle and your friends and other people right. that may not be doing as well. But you have to think, okay, no, like my talents, my commitment, my work ethic, all of these things have gotten me here. I think right. it's okay not to be egotistical, but to accept, you know, 
the love you think you deserve. Yeah, no, but seriously. <laughs> and I think sometimes what it is, is maybe I buy into the sob story too often with people. Interesting, yeah. And well, I say that to you. I'm like, yeah. you totally give, you give people such an arm and a leg. Like, you, like, reach out and you're like, oh, I want to help you. You're like a helper. <laughs> and I'm like, no. Like, I don't really let that yeah. stuff, like, infiltrate my life. I'm like, that's bad vibes. I don't care. Like, I'm not going to, like, mm, engage. You're more tough love in a good way. I, I definitely yeah. have a little bit of tough love in me. Yeah. And all of my friends, like, my friend went through a breakup recently, and, like, I was the only friend that gave her the hard truth. I'm like, dude, he's just not that into Like, <laughs> no, not actually. That's a movie. But yeah. it's more, I Weren't think Weren't you watching that last night? No, I was watching How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Oh, okay, Love that okay. film as well. Matthew McConaughey does things to me. Um, <laughs> but I do think, and there's room for both. Like, I think being an empathetic friend in some moments is so important and making sure, like, you know, you're someone's shoulder yeah. to cry on. I really do think that that's a huge part of friendship. But I also think I've never had a ton of friends that have just given it to me as it is. And I always actually think my parents have done the best job at that. Yeah. Like, if I see something a certain way or I get really stuck in my head, my dad is so facts-driven and so, you know, diplomatic mm. about how things are. And when you take emotion out of it, it can be kind of interesting. And like, to always get their insight that can maybe be a little more tough love or like, isn't yeah. the thing you wanna hear, is kind of important. Like. I do think the friend that always coats the blow and is like, it's fine. You're not right. really helping that person grow. Yeah. Or see, you know, well, it might be how they can be in the better. short term, but in the long term, I agree, it's not going to be. And it might be the harder conversation to have in the short term, like, hey, look, this is what I'm seeing, and maybe, you know, this is not yeah. the situation. But I mean, at the end of the day, you know, like, I'm always like honesty over everything. Like, I'd rather someone give me the hard truth. And like feel shitty about it and then like move on as opposed to oh it's okay like right you know how do you grow from oh it's okay everything's fine you're right you're right I think like at everything in life there needs to be a balance and going back to my deepest problem in life I do not have balance that's not true I think you do mm. maybe not as like consistently but I think you do yeah Okay, that's it. Any friends in my life, I'm cutting off the episode. Don't come with any of your shit. <laughs> I don't care. My friends already know that I have tough love. That's always been the case. Yeah. But it's not even like tough love. I think I'm just a straight shooter. There's no bullshit. It's like you're kind of going to get what you're going to get. I've, I've lost friends that way just by having too honest of a sharing session. Like sometimes I've realized that too. Like if, it depends on the room. Like if True. someone's really sensitive and I – make like a Tory Webster kind of half-ass joke or comment yeah. that they just don't resonate with, sure. they're going to be like, this is girl is on? like cra a crazy <laughs> bitch. But it's like, no, you just don't understand my like comedy. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm an actor. <laughs> you are insane. You don't get my humor. You should be laughing. <laughs> Laugh. Damn, I'm not saying I'm always funny. funny, but it's like... Most of the time. Take a joke. But I also, like, I don't mind being... We talked about this when we were in New York, and we were, like, the pit of all the jokes when oh, we were at the comedy I, I show. I love being the butt of a joke. I really don't mind, like, unless I've, like, truly, truly embarrassed myself and I feel, like, <laughs> really, really shitty. Yeah. Then, then I will feel like shit. But if it's not at that level and someone's just making fun of me, I, sure. can, I can take a joke. Yeah. Like, I also think that's well. a sign of like confidence and being self-assured. Well, yeah, you it's just kind of know what where totally. you're at. You're like, you can make a joke and make a yeah. comment about me. That doesn't really mean you understand. And me. I also feel like, especially when it comes to friendship or like relationships, like I think when you can shit on someone, which is basically what we do 24/7, that's <laughs> when you know job. you're at a good place. Like, yeah. I hate those types of friendships where you do feel like you have to kind of walk on eggshells and. 
and behave a certain way to get them to be okay. I think I've lost all my friends that used to be like that. I had a yeah. lot of friends that I felt that way around. Like, yeah. oh, I have to like, it's almost like you're like their babysitter. Like you have to do certain yeah. things to make sure that they're not gonna like kind of lose the plot. And I yeah. felt like I had a lot of friends even in high school where that was kind of the case. And I'm just, as I grow up, I realize I can't. Right, and I, I think what we talk about a lot too is like I don't wanna have to water down who I am yeah. just to get a good interaction out of you. You know that whole like gossip, I don't know if you know that Gossip Girl episode where, um, you know, like the continuous fight of of Blake and um, yeah, Serena. Meester, or Serena and Blair is, yeah. is that essentially like, you know, Blair is always so, has this deep rooted insecurity that Serena's like yeah. better than her. And there was this line that ends up happening like later in the seasons and Serena says, you know, I really can't dim my light so that you right. feel like you can shine. Don't dull my sparkle. But like can literally, we shirts? We're don't dull my sparkle. Tor and Jack in bedazzled yeah. and then on the back it's going to say, don't dull my sparkle. Well, because we know we're extra or like have these big personalities. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I know we were talking about it in the last episode, yeah. like when is it too much or like when do we have to pull back and like, I don't know yet. Like I, and maybe in my thirties, I'll know the answer. Sure. Like maybe there really is a time where Tori Webster needs to shut the fuck up and like have no opinion. Yeah. But and not like, right now. But I don't know that I'm okay with that. Like, I also feel like this is the time. If I was to like map things out on a timeline, it's like okay, ten to twenty. You're kind of figuring out who you are, navigating right. through life. Twenty to thirty. I know who I am. I'm gonna be on like ruthlessly myself and just so. Unapologetic, and then who you I am. can just settle and then we'll tone it back and like maybe get a bit of a reality and be <laughs> once humble I have children, I'll pass along my sparkle yeah. and I'll be like, okay, oh I'm God, done stop now. Saying sparkle. I'm gonna say I'm done now. My sparkle is now your sparkle, and I want you to go shine. So there you go. I'll I'll stop. That, don't ever tell your kids that I hate that. <laughs> I'm gonna say go to Auntie Jack and tell her that <laughs> you stole laugh, my love. sparkle. Yeah. Happy Wines Day. Shopping is my cardio. It just reminds me of all those like you know quotes what's so that are funny, on though? pillows. So I turned 23 on Monday. So next episode we'll be shooting. I'll be 23. You're going to be a wise woman. Wise woman at 23. But it's funny because I think we jump through life. Like you end up in these chapters and you don't even really realize what you've learned or what you've done. I was thinking tomorrow because we have our drive up to Boots and Hearts. I was mm. thinking of oh, like yeah, taking we're those. We're going to another festival, festival tomorrow. tomorrow yeah. <laughs> if that other story. And then Torcella, which is the festival of the summer. And then we can finally survive and give ourselves a cleanse. Um, but I was thinking of doing like a little reflection journal on the drive mm. up tomorrow. Like things I've accomplished this year that I haven't given enough like a big pat on the back enough yeah like things like you know we started this podcast like this was like literally in 2019 we have our first sponsor shout out to roar yeah like yeah. We, we've done so many cool things and obviously both personally and professionally i feel like i've totally. grown a lot it has and been a year it's interesting when you feel like oh my god nothing's changed i'm in the grind it's the hustle it's it is what it is but then when you go back and take a second yeah. i got this um uh, Snapchat memory last night after I dropped you off and it was uh, three years on this day so I had three years of Prior. what this day yeah. was, what was or what it? yesterday was so I go back one year and it was you and I on the flight home from Oshiego which I thought was oh, funny and we're like we're coming home <laughs> um, which was funny yeah. and then the year previous I was at Veld which I thought was okay. funny and then the year previous to that it looked like Montreal but it was hard to tell like I just had this snap of like the, the city oh. and I was like it must be Montreal but I think that's so interesting and then last night I did a story and I was like I'm adding to the collection on this yeah. day I ran 14k like I just did a funny right. thing as like a you know it, it's interesting to like have those if you have four years on the same day yeah. like what has happened in those well years? I think when you go through moments of life and especially in the types of like jobs that we have everything is very fast-paced yeah and when you're living it it seems so gradual and also like it makes sense it seems very linear when you're doing it it's like yeah. oh I a, did this, so this B, happened. And then yeah. that's why I got C. 
But when you kind of look back and like talk about all those highlight moments, it makes no sense. Yeah. Like if I was to go back five years ago and be like, uh, yeah, I'm in uh, this studio filming my podcast. Yeah. We just are about to hit 200,000 subscribers. We have over 25 million views on like, it's like, what? Like these numbers, these accomplishments, these moments don't seem to make sense. You're like, how would I get there? Right. And when you're living it, it just, it, it seems just happens. so normal. Yeah. And I think we are so used to things being so fast paced and we hold ourselves to a standard of like, just get her done. Yeah. And I think that's what we always talk about. Like we love, there's nothing I love more in a person or how I work with someone when they set out a plan or set a commitment or an action and then they follow through and just do it. Yeah. And a lot of life, I feel like as people talking the talk, saying these great ideas, schmoozing the right people, saying all these things, and it's like, but you're not actually doing it or following through and totally. that drives me nuts. It's like, just do it then. Show me. Show me through your actions. And I don't think a lot of people can do it. And well, we said that from the very beginning about potty because yeah, like, even in the first episode when we were in the closet, yeah. LOL, <laughs> when we're sitting there trying for whatever reason to do right. this podcast that literally made no sense because we are not podcast hosts, but randomly now we, we are. We had so many ro road bumps. We didn't so know many what road we were bumps. Doing. We had we no idea what gear to use. Like, if you guys think we like sat down and we're like, mm, successful podcast is going to yeah. happen, like that was fully we not the case. We also went into it without being like, we're not investing any money up front. Let's just make do with what we have. Yeah. Let's go on an iPhone on the iPhone microphones totally like, we've really but but we were sitting there saying whatever we at least still did we it. did it at least we sat down and tried even if whatever we get another mm -hmm. 100 episodes deep and no one's then watching we, no one's watching well, we yeah. finally take off who knows what it might be yeah but I just think if you're sitting there and putting the time in every Wednesday we come in and do this mm -hmm. does it mean anything to everyone else who knows but we know that yeah. we've made this commitment and, and, we're, and trying. we're trying and we're excited about totally. it and I feel like that really matters I think yeah exactly with life there are so many road bumps and professionally personally like there's a million things and I could sit here and be like there's X Y and Z that's going wrong I can't do this today I yeah. can't whatever it's very easy to make excuses and I feel like majority of people around do. us do make excuses totally and I mean of course there's gonna be the outliers that have truly like horrible situations or things that like of course there's always gonna be stuff. limit you yeah but it's very easy to not do what you're gonna say you're gonna do yeah and well we even say that with work partners like when oh. people just pull through we're like whoa we're shocked yeah because it's it's you on and I think going into other business relationships I kind of always go in thinking it's probably not gonna happen I know so it would be like a surprise if it did and that's always totally. the best surprise when it someone is. actually commits and does what they say they're gonna do it's the best um but yeah I, I think even with this like last week I know we had like a rough morning and like it was like hard to get up and film an episode and we very easily could have been like, you know what, Tor, I'm not my best self today. Let's scrap it. Yeah. But then I watched back this episode as I was sitting down and editing it. I was like, hey, wasn't that bad? No. And I was reading this book, which I need to actually give it to you. It's on my coffee table right now. We're the biggest critics um, of ourselves oh, too. Yeah, it's very easy also to like get down the rabbit hole and like be very critical. And, like, totally. Oh, I'm not put this out. I don't look good or I didn't have makeup on or I didn't do this or I didn't say totally. this properly. And it's like sometimes you just have to be like, oh, oh well. Yeah. I wasn't my best self today, but it was at least something. I always I like was the thing about if you try your best, then that's good enough. Do you have, have yeah. you heard of that? Oh, like, totally. Just like at least if you're giving mm -hmm. it whatever, like we were talking about yesterday, we had a long weekend, you're kind of running at like a 50%. Yeah. Fine. At least if you're still giving 50, like I think yeah. that matters. And celebrating small accomplishments. Like there's some days like I'll have a rough morning. I'm like, I just can't even bear the thought of like all the 20 things on my to-do list yeah. today. Taking it step by step. Okay. I just need to take a shower. That's all I'm going to focus on doing. Yeah. Take a shower. Cool. Did that. Okay, the next thing, I can just make, make a healthy breakfast. Okay, I did that. And like, just taking it literally in digestible pieces. Yeah. And sometimes just the basics seems hard. Okay, I'm just gonna put on real clothes, not be in my PJs all day and work from yeah. home. 
and all those small things can, can build to it. And I'm not saying every day is perfect. I have my moments for sure, but I was reading this book. It's called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Mm -hmm. I'll give it to you. I think you'll really like it. It's kind of a book. It sounds very hippy-dippy, but it's actually, I, I found a lot of moments um, in like different, uh, like, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a paragraph, like little inserts that I feel like I can take out and really apply to my life. And there's this whole one section kind of about, um, one, about creativity always being very tied to like negative things and, and people saying, oh, it's like the worst moments of your life that create the best art. And then detaching yourself from that because it's like, no, that's actually not the truth. You don't need to be in a negative headspace to create beautiful creativity and art. That's so interesting. And that's totally never been my person. I mean, my yeah. literal university program is called Creative Industries. So like if yeah. we were going in four years being like, we need to be hurt to I think maybe art. that's more like, that was maybe a bit, little more tailored towards like um, like the struggling like artist, yeah, yeah, artists or like the emotional artist, yeah. Um, but I did find that kind of interesting. And then the other note that I actually really took away from was this whole idea of I'd rather put out my art or my whatever creative project at completion at only a seventy five percent and say, okay, well at least it's done. Like it might not be my best work, but it's mm -hmm. like seventy five percent of my best work yeah. versus putting or never putting out your 100% work. You know what I'm saying? No, totally. Like I'd rather at least finish something and see it through to completion. And it might not be the best, but at least it's done. Versus, I totally oh, I agree. can't put it out. It's not perfect yet. And that's something even, I think with my YouTube originally, I kind of struggled with. I was like, I'm not going to put a video out. It needs to be edited perfectly in this. And I need yeah. to shoot this. And it's like, yo, you're just never, oh my God, I just like burped on the mic. That was so gross. And um, no one cares as much as yeah. you do. Like you think it's not 100%, but I mean, oh God, Adam and I have so this much. conversation. So sorry, podcast listeners. <laughs> well, that is part of duck. Um, Adam and I have this conversation all the time because he is a true perfectionist yeah. in the negative sense of the word, wherein he literally thinks that nothing is ever complete. Like, oh, really? He thinks that everything can always be better. He thinks like a like an edit can always be better the color can always be better mm. you know um a, one of the flashes of the scene can always be better yeah and that is just so not my approach to life I'm very much like you like finish it be done with it move on you tried your best I don't think I'm inherently like that though I'm very consciously like it's okay no I'm like inherently like that. I'm, I'm not, like I'm yeah. like I'm done I'm done that's it I did my best I'm over it and he gets so harped on things like there it's very rare that I pick him up from set and he's like satisfied with the day mm. almost always he's like distraught emotional I things could have yeah. been better like it's like the art fucking like brings him down it's like and I always say I'm like your passion it's is gonna kill coaster. you because yeah. you're so passionate and that is such an amazing trait to have you love your work you love what you do and that's amazing but that's so debilitating like to go and do a 14-hour day and then mm. feel unsatisfied with the level of effort you've put yeah. into something to me is so detrimental to I your like mental kind health of get that though. It's like, oh I get it from like a true creative sure. perspective I sure. get it your work is never done but that's like just not life but think Kate so do you remember I've told you this before that robot makeup, that stupid special effects I makeup know, took me yeah. 15 hours. I was miserable. Mid-shoot, I had to turn off the camera and I started crying, but like tried to like catch my tears so I didn't ruin the makeup. This makeup was so stressful and the stakes were so high. It was for like the competition, blah, blah, blah. And for that entire week, I was not eating properly. I was not sleeping. Like it was like a disaster of a week. It was keeping me up at night. Like it sounds so crazy. You're like, it's makeup. But like to me, it was everything. everything yeah. And that was the longest shoot. I think I wrapped that shoot at four in the morning and I was like, just like, and when I was done, and the makeup looked good, but I didn't see it like that. Like, it's, I think, my best makeup I've ever done. Yeah. I finished it, and I go, oh, my God, this looks like shit. And, like, I ripped it off the bald cap. I ripped apart my face. Like, I was so frustrated. I was crying. I'm like, whatever. Like, I'm probably going to delete this footage. Like, I imported it, thank God. I think it had, like, literally 
11 hours of footage, which was ridiculous. Yeah. And then I look back and now I'm like, oh my God, that's my favorite video. Yeah, it like ended I'm up so doing dumb. so yeah. well. It went viral. Like the comments were so, like everyone loved it. And I was like, whoa, sometimes you just need to snap out of it and be like, hey, you were thinking in your head to make this video say 105%. It ended up being at 100, which right. 100 is still amazing, you know? Yeah. And or even if it was at 95, that's totally. still amazing. Like nothing is, but it's, I try to explain that to Adam. Yeah. Nothing will ever actually be perfect. And even if it's perfect in your eyes, it won't be perfect mm -hmm. in someone else's eyes. So who cares? Yeah, but that was kind of like the pivotal moment for me. I was like, I am so miserable, but I created my best work. So like maybe I need to, and that's why I didn't do special effects makeup for a year after that. Cause I was like, mm. I will have to be that miserable to you execute triggered. that great makeup. Like, no, but that's not true. It was, but, the, but it was for me in that moment because I had to be that stressed out. I had to not sleep. I had to like be that fully, like in like learning. I was like researching all these things and testing out so many things and trialing makeups. Like I had to do that to execute the final result. Yeah, but you don't think you could do that in a sane way? No, I don't. I don't believe I could. Really? And that's why I've always said like I love makeup and I, special effects makeup is probably my favorite thing. See, I do my best work when I'm like calm. Mm. Like, mm, when I think back to, like, my best, like, I mean, this is more, like, academic, but, like, my yeah. best pieces of writing or, like, my best presentations, I was always so calm. Like, I, mm. that, I, when I was the most sure of myself is when I performed the best. I feel calm when it's uploading. Like, when it's, like, when I hit publish, Yeah, but publish, that's not it, I though. I'm talking about the creative process. Yeah, I know. The creative process should not be stemming from an anxiety. I think it depends what it is for that type of work, like prosthetics and like sculpting. That's crazy and that you think that should stem from anxiety. I don't think it should. I'm just saying it does always. Whenever right. I create my best stuff, I am like, you're like, I, I hit a point like, okay, so there's maybe the first 20% of the work, I'm like, oh, I'm hopeful. Yeah. Then I hit like 45%, I'm like, this is shit. This is never gonna work out. I hate this. And then I hit such a low, but then I get to about 65%, I'm like, hey, it's coming, it's coming back. back. Then I'm like, oh, not again. And then the final 10%, I'm like, we get in there. Yeah. And then in the end, I'm like, oh, at least it's done. And then later I look back and I'm like, hey, you reap the rewards. That was it. So that's, like a pretty weird... that's a very common, common, common creative process, though. Oh. It's very common. Is like, it? Yeah, 100%. Like hating yourself? Well, it's <laughs> basically your like. Questioning your life? Well, I think naturally the creative process is not linear. Like, it's never going to be like you start yeah. something and then you have a finish line. There's dips. There's always dips and there's highs and there's lows. lows. And, and that is one short example of it but your career would be a nice long example of it everyone's career everyone's creative yeah. career it's you're never right. gonna be just like point a point b it's like you're gonna have this if you're an entrepreneur you're gonna have dips mm -hmm. if you're a freelancer you're gonna have dips if you're whatever it is there's like this is the whole mm. part of the creative industries is that they're so tumultuous and so right. you know this is the nature of of what this industry is and that's a lot of what my thesis wow. was about so there you go yeah that is fascinating it is it's like is that do you remember back when we were like not friends but kind of friends yeah. you took me out to figo and interviewed me for part of your was it for your thesis no because that would have been for? like years ago i did my oh. thesis in my fourth year oh what was that thing that we did i think do it was probably just about like creative that was funny because we weren't friends then i don't think no i don't like, i think we were friends. like barely friends that's hilarious just like a, I did a lot about creators and, mm -hmm. and industry standards, and I'm sure it had something if to do you with that. If you were not doing this job, but you have picked five other jobs that can be similar in similar yeah. field, top five next jobs. I would have been a lawyer in lawyer another first. life. Yeah, I could see that. I think I'm just very, very diplomatic. I, I like can talk the talk. I yeah. always said I, I purposely did really well in my undergrad because I honestly in who knows, five years could go back to law school. I could, I've always said this, I could see this. Yeah. Even if you better still be doing potty throughout law. it though. That's the only thing. I've always like 
the only thing is I'm not so passionate about like legislation or like any of that. It's mm. more the presentation aspect, like suits. If it was like yeah. suits and I could literally just be Harvey, that would be the goal. What if you um, just play a lawyer on a TV show? Will that or play a lawyer itch, on a TV show? Potentially, because uh, I like the lingo too. Um, but anyways, okay. uh, yeah, Two, lawyer. Three, four, five. I mean, everything I always say would be so similar. Like that's it would okay. be like you know working in television, whether that's like on the director production yeah. side. Mm -hmm. I can see um, that. Yeah, positions of power, really. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Like, because half I kidding. deserve it. No, no. <laughs> no, but I, I know that my personality is, like, quite abrasive, and 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 I, I'm a great communicator. I know that's yeah. one of my skills. So that's kind of, I would lean to a position that would, sure. you know, be helpful in that way. Yeah. Okay, um, and then one maybe random like unrelated even like, job that you just think would be fun. Um, That's a good question. Um... Maybe being a makeup artist. Oh. Like, I feel like I could do it. I definitely have, like, base skills that, yeah. like, I could make people beat people's faces. You you did it for a day. Remember you did that, uh... Yeah, her face looked great. Did the photo smoke at the final photo? Yeah, like, I did my parents' friend's daughter's makeup for her, like, headshot photos, and, like, she was glowing. I was like, She Damn. looked glam. So, yeah. Yeah. M.U.A. Tori. How about well. you? Um... Okay, so I guess, like different from what I'm currently doing, I would, I think, go back to makeup full yeah. time. Um, I've always said this, I would love to do someone's makeup on tour. I would love to just like experience maybe like a three month tour run, traveling. You'd be good at that. Um, just cause I'd be, I think the stakes would be high and I think I'm good under high pressure situations. Yeah. Um, so I would love to do that. I've always said Dua Lipa would be like the dream in the sense that she wears different makeup each night, doesn't have the same costume. Yeah, like you want someone you that's not lame. Well, I even think someone like an Ariana Grande, I was talking to Patrick Ta about this, and mm. he was saying that he was offered to do Pat or to do Ariana's makeup for her tour, and to him he was like, well that means I have to say no to all my other little side freelance jobs, which are bring out my passion. Totally. And get to be creative, whereas Ariana, although she's a dream client and has amazing makeup and it'd be so fun and an amazing experience and a great thing to add to the resume. To him, he's like doing the exact same makeup so every day for six months. That's not creatively fulfilling. And he's at a place where he can pick jobs that are totally. creatively fulfilling. It's funny how people see that differently because you know there's other makeup artists that only like working on one face. Like, yeah. Which I don't hate the idea of working on one face, but I just don't like the idea of being stuck to doing the same winged liner, Ariana every liner day. with lashes. Totally. And like beat face contour. Like, I like the idea of a Dua Lipa where one day she's like, do a pink graphic eye. I'm like, cool. And she's like, hey, do a Glamazon look. Now do like Something an editorial. Like, yeah. yeah, or whatever. So I love the idea of being challenged. But I like the familiar familiarity of the same face. But yeah, so would love to do that. Um, don't know if it's going to be on Dua or someone. But I think I would take a little three-month hiatus nice. from my current life yeah, to do to that do just that. to experience it. That'd be fun. Um, and then, But that's still too similar to what you already okay. do. So. Another job. I, well, I mean, a talk show host. I've always said I've, I would love my own like TV show. I'm very much so like. Again, that's too similar I'm saying like I that's why I said, said someone in the industry I know but far out okay far I'm giving out. you a few options <laughs> I'm giving um, a few options a chef I feel like I would love to there you go yeah. that's like you my, think like, you good at that thing. like I actually like love write a cookbook one day maybe I'll do like a little I feel like you would be good at that like a little vegan cookbook yeah I like I I'm not like well educated in it though like I feel like I've learned from Gordon Ramsay and Jamie Oliver's Gordon, YouTube videos but yeah. uh, my <laughs> my damn wi-fi password that's hilarious that. what a struggle 
Oh yeah. Like so many people don't know how to spell Gordon Ramsay. It's shocking to me. It's her Wi-Fi password. Just I did not know how to spell everyone, Ramsay. Yeah, everyone's spelling it wrong, and it's actually I think that's a telltale sign of like I can accept them into my house. It's like yeah. you know how to spell Gordon Ramsay, and they're like uh, R A, and if they don't, I'm like you're not invited and leave. That's funny. Um, a chef, and then let me think. I have another. I could have another one. I used to say back in the day, like as a child, I could like, be a basketball player. Hmm. <laughs> says the five one on a good I day I just girl. feel like really in another life oh I should have said this I in another I life I would have mm. been like Hannah Montana mm, yes I've always well, said this singer. I just can't sing like that I, I feel like I could do like everything else but sing which I think is the most important part but I would love to like everyone makes mistakes well really oh, in another life I would have been on Broadway if mm, I'd gotten into NYU. that makes sense that makes sense to me um but I didn't <gasps> get in I would love to be a Cirque du Soleil circus performer oh yeah that is your mm. life life's work or a magician. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yeah, that is also your life's work. That's more on brand for me. You know what's funny is like when you think about like how young we are, we could do all we these things. We could do things. it. We could do all of these things. And that's how I actually see life. And I've always been very, I get bored so Let's easily. Let's not limit ourselves. I could be in the NBA. I could be <laughs> a so like contortionist even though I can't even cross my leg right now in these jeans. <laughs> um, I mean, hey, we ran 14K last night and we were saying. Y'all. Half marathon update. We ran 14K. And we were like, never in my life have I ran that far. And we were talking about like body conditioning and, it wasn't and how. That no, bad, it wasn't I that bad. That. But then also, you talk about body conditioning and putting yourself into situations mm. and just being like, okay, body, you're going to do this. And it's really funny when your mind and your body end up kind of rising to the challenge yeah. and they say, okay. I would put a word of, word of caution. I wouldn't just like go out and run 14K having no basis. I'm not but saying that. I think but because we have been leading up to this. It's like what we were saying last night. Your body, as you're running, it just kind of accepts the fact that it's going to keep going, and you kind of, like, don't feel any pain. And then when we stopped the 14K, I was like, my knee feels like it's going to explode. Yeah, my, when you my arch stop. My foot. Like, it's, but that's why I find the human body so interesting. You can just push through so much pain. I guess it's like childbirth, you know. Mm. We're ready for childbirth. <laughs> Next episode. Okay, it's roses and thorns time. Hey, if you ever have a kid, can we film a live episode of Potty Talk? Live stream it? with my child childbirth the experience no 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 you, are you saying potty's not gonna last until no childbirth? we'll bring we'll bring the when my daughter turns five and your daughter turns five we'll let them do an episode on their own they'll just take over for yeah. us stunning and then they'll grow the potty stunning oh my god guys embarrassing <laughs> i'm ready to moment. say guess what it's potty time but not only pee pee time potty time it's also potty time you're gonna be on the podcast <laughs> We're gonna force you to work. You know children. how they do like potty training? Yeah. Oh my god, I, I theirs will be called ours is called potty talk, and then their season potty will training. be called potty training. Wait, that's actually good if we have like that's what a I'm kid saying. episode. Let's archive that idea. Okay. Potty training. I love it. Cool. Wow, okay, I just came up episode. with that live. That on was the really air. nice. That was really nice. Okay. I am like windy roses and, and thorns. Some more beverage to drink because I am thirsty. Roses and thorns. Hello. Roar. Okay, I'll start. I'm just excited we have a beverage sponsor. Same. I just really Roar, am. shouts out to you. I actually love this drink so much. Um, I, have, I think there's literally only three grams of sugar. Kate, when you grow up with energy drinks that have upwards of 20 grams it's of sugar, it's not water more. Based, and I love coconut water. I know. Water. It's just so much better for I you. Have, you like, still get the electrolytes, cases. but not. It's so healthy. We need to take healthy. some of the cases. I've got eight cases in I know. my house I'm right now. I'm coming for them. Okay, so roses and sorry, thorns. Sorry. Uh, roses and thorns. Uh, thorn is that I've been blowing out black snot for the past Ew. week because the dust at uh, Montreal was insane. 
weird. is that I went to my allergy test and I'm allergic to grass and rabbits, which I grew up living basically in a farm field and with pet bunnies. So that's hilarious. <laughs> um, they like do all the little pricks on your arm. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. That, that's a problem for sure. Um, another rose is I finally did my makeup for a podcast episode. Woo woo! I've been saying, I'm like, it's a podcast. I don't need to look good. It's and then, a podcast. It's a podcast. I'm an actor. <laughs> <laughs> and then a rosebud is we are going to go to a makeup event with Katie Jane Hughes, and we both love her as a makeup artist, and I'm yeah. excited to chat to her, learn Me from too. her, and get lunch. Yeah, I always like her random tips and tricks. She's very, like, not conventional with what you see with modern I makeup agree. Artists, I like that. I like that, too. Yeah. What um, about you? Thorn would be I like briefly looked at my phone while we were filming and saw a lot of a lot of emails? triggers and emails and texts. So oh, I'm God. not looking forward to shutting this camera off. Um, putting out some fires. Some yeah, I'm gonna be putting out some <laughs> fires. Um, and then a rose. A rose would be you singing when you do your Snapchat stories. Yeah, one of our friends called <laughs> called to attention this weekend that I always sing in my Instagram stories, and now I'm. Just realizing it's true. It's when you start like talking in your telephone voice and you have like points to say, you'll start talking like this. I think it's because I started doing that. I sang, I sang everything growing up. Like if I was eating yeah. Cheerios, I'd be like, the Cheerios are alive. <laughs> and I would just start singing. Um, oh, that's so funny. But now I still do that. So that's a rose because, you know, never stop. Never stop what you love. Um, another, don't dull your sparkle. Don't dull your sparkle. Another rose would be that I am excited for Torchella. Mm. It's my birthday weekend coming up. I'm One, getting two, old. Two, it's going to be great. And a, I have some surprises. You're going to like it. Oh, I'm excited. We'll reveal the surprises I've, once I know. It's been really hard. On, you know, Next I'm bad Wednesday. At I've been like wanting to just. She's, <laughs> she's really bad at keeping secrets. But I can't. And then a rosebud, I'm going to say, is that, yeah, can I echo yours? I want to meet Katie. I'm excited. Katie, Katie Jane, Jane Hughes. Hughes. Paul Jason Klein. I like that she always, <laughs> we love Polly. I love, I love that a she good middle name. Same. I should just start going by Tori Sloan Webster. Jacqueline Victoria Forbes. Yours is weird. Victoria. I don't, I've never liked the name Victoria, though, sorry. Even though it's Thanks. basically I my name. Like, Tori kind of is. Yeah, what are you form. saying? Tori's the short <laughs> version of Victoria. I'm so just rude. being judgy. Um, but My I like that Katie always does like mm. color um, uh, eyeliners and stuff. And like I kind of like that her makeup's never perfect. Like you know how you can kind of always. I like that her makeup's shitty. So. No, no, it's no, not. It's like not. she's not like makeup artisty in like a Kim Kardashian way where everything is like fine lines and perfectly angled and like I kind of like that it's imperfect. I think she like brings those techniques in, but she's not full coverage, which I think is the maybe like, that's big the difference. She doesn't care if you see a wrinkle or an imperfection or a pimple. Right. Like, she's not worried about caking things up, just enhancing slash modernizing. Love that. What's already there. Love that. Yes. Well, thanks for tuning in to Body Talk, the podcast where, where we, we shit talk, talk ourselves. ourselves. I'm Jack. And I'm Tor. And go head over to the Instagram at Potty Talk Podcast. To enter Instagram. our Roar giveaway, we will see you next week. Bye. Woo! Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Mm, we're going to get kicked out of the <laughs> studio real <laughs> soon. <laughs> Cheers to that.